Hello, and welcome to the Art of Living Well podcast. I'm Stephanie May Potter, and I'm here with my co-host, Marnie Dodges-Marmette. We created the Art of Living Well podcast to empower you to live your happiest, healthiest, and most authentic life. Each week, we will bring you inspiring and motivating conversations covering health and wellness topics, including fitness, mindset, food, travel, product reviews, and strategies from a variety of experts, including our own bank of knowledge. We are excited to educate, motivate, and inspire you to change the way you perceive health and discover your art of living well. Get ready to feel inspired. Happy New Year, everyone. It's 2020. Woohoo! Hello. Welcome to episode number nine of the Art of Living Well podcast. It's our Happy New Year episode. I'm here. I'm Marnie Dachis Marmet, and I'm here with Stephanie May Potter. And I can't believe we're starting a new decade. It's crazy, right? Crazy. But with a new decade, I feel like that's just a chance to dive into some new areas of your life. Maybe we'll talk a little bit about goals later on in this episode. And, you know, just set the year off in a positive, energetic vibe, I guess. And I'm super excited about this episode because we're going to talk about what's trending in health and wellness for 2020. And there are so many um, trends coming out that Stephanie and I both are already, you know, we've already kind of jumped on those bandwagons and we're super excited that they're going to be going more mainstream this year. Yeah. And there's some that even Marnie and I haven't tried yet that we're excited to dive into a little bit more and then we'll be able to share those with you. Yeah. Kicking it off really in no particular order. Um, one of the trends that has kind of emerged for 2020 is virtual wellness or telehealth. And um, as hopefully you all know, Stephanie and I are both health coaches and integrative health practitioners, and we both do quite a bit of one-on-one coaching. And a lot of that actually does take place virtually with our clients. And the cool thing about it is you can do it over FaceTime, Skype, Zoom. There's all these amazing platforms where we can work with a client that's anywhere in the world. It's Exactly. And, you know, even for people that are local, I've had one-on-one clients and something comes up and you can't leave the office or there's a snowstorm that's brewing and it just makes more sense instead of sitting in traffic just to do it a call or FaceTime. And even um, people like Stephanie was saying that are at work or they maybe cannot leave their work to make a face-to-face appointment or a workshop or whatever, but to just have that ability to connect virtually so much better than not connecting at all. Exactly. So like if that's your only option, I love that that's on the rise. Um, And I think telehealth in general, even with traditional MDs, apparently is on the rise too. So I've listened to a few podcasts where you can have a doctor sort of on call. It's not even a random doctor, but like you're sort of assigned to a doctor. So instead of sitting in line and waiting at your local ER because your kid has pink eye or you think they have strep throat and you need some advice and maybe it's medicine and maybe it's not, you literally just virtually communicate with an MD and and then they get to know you. So you have the same person. I think think it's it's like called concierge medicine. Yes. There's a lot of different businesses that are popping up and I think we're going to see more and more of it, which I just, I love. I, I do too. I'm I'm happy to see that that model is changing to fit the needs of 
people today. Yes. So another trend is uh, an increase in breathing apps. And when we say apps, we mean like apps on your phone or on your computer. And I think that's great because meditation is on the rise. People are trying to meditate. They're trying to reduce anxiety. And the apps are a great entree into that, don't you think? Exactly. And I mean, even on my Apple Watch, which I have and I I have it set, it reminds me to breathe. And sometimes you just need a little bit of a reminder. So a lot of these apps you can set on your phone if you don't have a watch that will tell you, you know, every hour or two, just a reminder to breathe. And Mm -hmm. I think then you can start to recognize when your body needs to calm down a little bit and kind of put yourself into that parasympathetic system where you're just, you're slowing down, you're calmer, you're not in that fight or flight mode, right? Yeah. And so sometimes I feel torn about the meditation apps because I I think they're a great way to get started into breathing and meditation, especially if it um, is something that you're kind of nervous to jump into. But then at some point, it's like, I don't want to have my phone or my watch or whatever remind me of everything, right? Like we need to use our brains for some of this stuff. Exactly. And so it's like finding that balance between having these apps to do everything for us and remind us to do everything versus us doing it on our own. You know, the one thing I think the apps are good for initially is when you're starting a habit. Sometimes we need those reminders and alerts and we're already so programmed into doing everything on our phone. But what I've even found with meditation is I used to like be searching for an app or I wanted a guided meditation. I thought I could only meditate if I was listening to someone's voice. And now because I've done it enough times, I just sometimes put the timer on my phone, but even sometimes I don't even do that anymore. Uh And I can do it on my own. But it really, really helped me get started and build the new habit. And I would say for me as well. So download those meditation apps. We'll we'll put a few in the show notes. Um, They are very helpful. And eventually, you know, think about lessening up the technology as you don't need it anymore. Another one that I was kind of excited to see on the list when I was when we were doing some of this research was sound bath healing. And I have just recently um, gone to a few of these, I guess maybe you'd call it an experience, right? Yeah. And they are so powerful. And you're probably wondering what a sound bath healing or a sound bath is. And it's really an experience. Um, Typically, you're laying down, but I've only been to a couple, so. I did one on a retreat. Yeah. The Fit Fly Girl retreat, we were in California, and we went to Integratron, and we did it there. We were lying down. Let me tell you, by the end, I was out. I think the person next to me had to poke me because I was snoring. um, So what the sound bath is, though, is it's basically – sounds that are created by a variety of instruments, including like tuning forks, you know, gongs, crystal singing bowls, which I love the singing bowls, chimes. It could have a person's voice in it, you know, inviting you to have some sort of deep rest and relaxation. But it's really just so incredibly relaxing. I have been to, you know, we're here in Minneapolis at the Whispering Cave out in Wyzetta. They have a salt cave and they do some sound baths in there. And 
It's it's amazing. Okay, I've been there for yoga with Michelle, but I haven't been into the little salt cave and done one of the sound bath experiences. Yeah. So that will be on my list for 2020 for sure. Um, but they're popping up all over the place if you look for them. And I love that it's going to be more mainstream because I would say a year ago, I had never heard of a sound bath. No, so- exa- exactly. <laughs> what about, you know, the one thing I keep seeing more and more of is CBD. And obviously we can talk about the oils and you know the, the pills, if you will, or the gummies. But today we want to talk about CBD skincare, which is crazy. CBD I mean, skincare products. I haven't, but I am like this whole CBD craze. I feel like is ex- last year it exploded. You know, with the CBD oil. And just to clarify, there is no THC in right. these CBD products. These are legal products that have no effects of altering your mind or whatever. So we're hoping to do a whole episode on CBD because it is such a confusing topic and there are so many misconceptions out there. I get people asking me about it all the time and where can I buy it? And you know, you obviously, nowadays you can go in the mall and there's probably kiosks that have CBD products for sale, but I'd want to make sure it was very reputable. Yeah. you. I mean, like I said, we'll do an episode on this, but you definitely want your CBD sourced from a high quality, just like your food and everything else, because exactly. you're, again, ingesting this in some capacity, whether it's in an oil or even if you're putting it in your skin, just like clean beauty, you know, you want your CBD to be sourced from a place that has good farming practices. Exactly. So what are some of the benefits? Why are people putting CBD oil into skincare products versus just, you know, taking it and ingesting it? Yeah, and so, like I said, this is information that we've kind of researched and read, but we haven't done any studies on this. Marty and I have not used the CBD skincare, so so I'm intrigued. What we've read is that, you know, it's anti-inflammatory. If you suffer from acne, it can really calm your skin and ease the redness and aid in some cell renewal. And it's also said to be really good for anti-aging because it is an antioxidant. So it sounds great. Like I yeah. I want to try some different brands out, see what I think about it. And we will definitely report back as soon as we do some experimentation. Yes. What we think about it because that cell renewal is big. Totally. Especially <laughs> as, we, exactly. as we get older. <laughs> so another trend is the wellness retreat. So I am a huge proponent of wellness retreats. I've been on... And Marnie, I know you've been on several. You've yes, talked about that. and I love them. Like, I can't say enough amazing things about, you know, I've gone on a number of yoga retreats and um, wellness weekends, and they're just so renewing, rejuvenating, relaxing. Like, I, I always come home, like, I learn... You know, you learn something about yourself. You learn something about other people. I, I can't say enough amazing things about wellness retreats. I hopefully will be hosting one well, somewhere down the road. And that's on our our plan. Our plan, exactly. You know, uh, I only went on one, and it was last year. And it clearly had a huge impact on you because you talk about it a lot too. I talk about it a lot, and I actually met. It was a wellness retreat, and it also had a you know, sort of a healing component. And there were several different wellness practitioners that I was introduced to that I've even still connected with and have Uh done some one-on-one sessions with since. Because it's like you form a bond. You're with the people on your retreat and you have these experiences, right? And you just, and you, there's like 
like you it said, it was kind of a little life changing. It really yeah. you you dig deep yes. into things that maybe are going on that you don't even realize that are right. impacting your day to day that have been going on for years and years. And I was introduced to just a lot of different modalities, which we'll touch on. And hopefully some of those practitioners we're going to actually bring to you and have a conversation with in the coming months. So Mm -hmm. I'm really excited about that. Yeah. So go on a wellness retreat if you can, even if it's in your own city. Exactly. It could just be a a mini retreat for a weekend. Or an afternoon, whatever Mm -hmm. it is. Mm -hmm. Take take that time out for the self-care. Exactly. I loved seeing that working out from home was another trend because I feel like it's been go to the gym, go to the gym, you know, boutique gym, big gym, whatever it is, orange theory, like everybody's going out. Mm -hmm. And now they're saying the trend is going to be more doing stuff from home. Well, I know, Marnie, you just bought a Peloton, right? So tell me about it. Oh my God. Because we haven't had a chance even to talk about it yet. I love it. Okay. So and everybody in my house loves it. Like well, that's even better if you're yes, all using we it. We are all so Zach just got home recently, so he he's in college. So I haven't heard from him on what he thinks about it. But the four of us that are living in the house right now are all using it. And it is so amazing. It's like it actually feels like you're in a class mm-hmm. and it's you know, I'm motivated by the leaderboard and I'm racing against the person in front of me and right. it's really fun and interactive. And, and people swear by them. They yeah. love them. I've only used one once and it was at a hotel. Right. And I thought it was great, but I don't have one at Well, home. the cool thing is, is that you get an app, you can get an app on your phone or your iPad. You can even have it show up on your TV and there's all these other classes. So there's like yoga and meditation right. and strength training and but you don't have to own a peloton piece of equipment right like a bike or a treadmill to get the app can you also get I the app i don't know okay that answer i'm going to check that out but actually. we have a treadmill at home that's not peloton right and there's all these workouts yes so i can do the treadmill workouts on my regular treadmill which like is the really peloton cool. workouts mm-hmm. so it's i i've been very happy with it and I think there's more and more of that that's we're going to see on the market in mm-hmm. this coming year. So no excuse to not working out, right? If you can do it at home. Okay. The other thing that we had read about, and Marnie, I know you've done this type of yoga before, is kundalini yoga. And I'm, I, I have not experienced it yet, but again, that's on my list to do in 2020. So tell us a little bit about it. So I don't know a ton about kundalini, but when I was in yoga to teacher training, they did introduce us to all the different types of yoga. And so I have, I don't know a lot about like the history of Kundalini and why it came to be, but I have taken a couple Kundalini classes and they are not my favorite in all honesty. Like some people love them, but they're really hard. Like you are putting your arms out and you're like, Almost like waving. Hey, Marnie sort of looks like she's a bird right now. <laughs> and she's then like you're flapping doing her like arms. This breath, like <laughs> it's like this very fast breath. And actually, I it's almost like a breath of fire. If you're familiar with yoga, and I don't mind the fast breathing, but when you're combining that quick breath with the fast movements, mm-hmm. and sometimes you're like almost clapping your arms over your head, and you're doing like these circles with your arms, I was exhausted by the end of the class. And I'm like more of a Vata type A personality. And this just jazzed me up in a way that was not good for me. But I could see where someone who's more 
mellow, calm, relaxed, sluggish, you know, like a different personality where this would more energize you. So for me, I don't go to yoga to get like revved up. And right. this, this, so it wasn't good for me. But people, that's just me. Like people do love kundalini. Yeah. So, so clearly check it out. it's on the rise. It's becoming more popular. I guess I'll have to try it again. It's been a few years since I've tried it. And maybe I'll like it more. <laughs> that definitely doesn't sound like the kind of yoga you do before you go to bed. Like definitely not an evening yoga. No, no, I don't think so. <laughs> And let's see. So another trend is the plant-based meat alternative. I know you've tried a lot more than I have in that capacity. You know, I feel like I went through a period where I would buy veggie burgers all the time because they were frozen and they were easy. And occasionally I'll find some cleaner ones, but I haven't yet tried like Beyond Meat, which is the brand that you guys probably have seen in a lot of different stores. So it's not even just the co-ops and Whole Foods, but I've seen them at, you know, even just like the local grocery store. Or probably even Target sells it now. And I haven't jumped on that bandwagon, and partially because I do eat some meat. So I'll buy organic and pasture-raised, grass-fed meat products. I am interested in it, though. And partially, it just is a health coach, right? Just being able right. to try these things and maybe recommend them for others who are eating 100% plant-based diet. So I'm intrigued by them, you know? And if people like them, then and it works for you, I think, you know, it's definitely worth trying. I'm interested. There's a local... Yes, the herb, the herbivorous butcher in yes. Minneapolis. I'm super interested. We're going to... We're, I think we're going to take a field trip over there, right? Sure and check it out. Trip. And the whole place is vegan. Yeah. Everything is plant-based. And everything's cheese. made from scratch. Yes. And they have, you know, deli meats and cheeses and all this stuff. And um, I'm not... A, I actually don't eat any meat, um, any red meat or pork. And so I'm not that interested in eating alternatives that taste like meat just because I'm not, it doesn't appeal to me. Right. But I would love to find um, a dairy-free cheese that tastes good because yeah. I struggle with that for sure. And there's a few that, I mean, I buy them regularly, then the cheeses that you can get at co-ops and Whole Foods that I, well, like in a salad, like the softer cheeses. But right. I love that it's made there and it's local and fresh because part of my issue with any of this stuff is just when it's processed right look at those labels because there's soy and you know genetically modified oils and other things and preservatives that i i'd rather not eat so and they do have an online store it's the herbivorous butcher in minneapolis if you're interested in at least you know checking it out online and and if we have a store like this in minneapolis i'm sure there are they're probably all over totally (laughs) So another trend that I saw was biohacking. And I've heard about biohacking. Well, I hear this term like over and over Mm -hmm. again, right? Mm -hmm. And I think it's basically about like manipulating your brain and your body to optimize your performance outside of the realm of like Western medicine, right? So, and it's almost like, taking your genetics and your hormones and your gut and all this stuff and then I guess it's like formulating almost like protocols that are specific to you, right? Well, it's, which makes sense, mm-hmm. right? Because we're all different. And I think the part of the issue is, and maybe where this trend is coming from, is we all jump on the bandwagon, whether it's keto or paleo or plant-based or whatever. And we're all different. We have different compositions, right. different stuff going on. And so it's really a tailored approach to your health and wellness, it sounds like. Right. And I think that um, there's more coming out about finding your 
genetic makeup even Mm -hmm. and like tailoring your health to your genes. So I'm fascinated by this topic and I'm excited as they're coming out with more and more information about this to see how that actually works. Yes. Because it's like, I feel like it's all happening right now. Right. So that's interesting. You know, and the other thing that we found is just on the topic of sleep, which, you know, we've already touched on this briefly mm-hmm. and we will continue to, you know, Marty and I talked about the blue light glasses on a prior episode, um, which I did buy for everyone in my house. I need to put that on. The, um, Mine are a little big on me. I'm still out looking for a pair that will fit my face and that I like. So but... for anyone out there, if you have a pair that worked with more longer and oval shaped faces, let Marty and I know because neither one of us have has a pair that's working right now for the shape of our face. (laughs) Um, But there's also a trend that there are going to be more like sleep coaches and sleep programs because I guess our society is walking around pretty sleep deprived and a lot of people have sleep issues. So, um, I mean, you, you and I know just in talking with clients, it's one of the things that we talk about with probably 80 to 90% of our clients have some issue with sleep. Yeah, it's a huge issue. So, and so important for your health and wellness. Kind of everything. I feel like if your sleep is bad, so many other areas of your life are impacted, right? I think my favorite thing on this list that I saw, or I'm sorry, not the list, but the research that I was doing and that we were doing is um, the joy of missing out. I was so happy to see that. Because so instead of the fear of missing out, right? Everyone talks about their FOMO. It's the joy of missing out because finally it's like you're stepping away Mm -hmm. from whatever it is and you're happy to be stepping away. You're choosing to step away, right? Exactly. You don't feel badly about it. You feel good about it. Right. So step away from whatever it is you don't feel like doing. And don't look at your phone to see what everyone else is doing. Just enjoy yourself. Exactly. Exactly. So I think the last thing we are going to touch on is just fasting and intermittent fasting. People have been talking about this now for, you know, at least a couple of years, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's lots of, you know, do you do a 12-hour fast, a 16-hour fast? Some people only eat for six hours during the day. And I think... A lot of that just varies, right? With it's very personal depending very personal. on the person and their lifestyle and your sleep cycles and your workout. I mean, it, it it really is dependent on how you're living your life on a daily basis. And exactly. And I think there's even differences between men and women and what we yes. do because of our hormones for women. Yep. So we should, come. yeah, we, we need to do an episode on that too. Exactly. There's so many episodes we want to do. In the but I am a proponent of intermittent fasting. Like mm-hmm. I definitely like, you know, I for sure do it myself. Oh, and I, know, I typically do a 12 hour fast as my yep. sort of standard go-to. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes, you know, thinking back to the days where I didn't do that, I would wake up thinking I was hungry, but I was really just dehydrated. And as soon as I start drinking in the morning, water and tea, I find myself then I'm not as hungry. I don't need to eat right away. Right. When I work out, I won't even eat for a couple hours after. Right. Yeah. And I've gotten more and more used to kind of like fasting in general because I've been doing, you know, these quarterly detoxes. Yes. So let's talk a little bit about the detoxes because we are going to do a community detox coming up and really it's going to kick off in just less than two weeks on January 13th. 
Yeah, so it's a functional medicine liver detox, and um, basically it's to assist your liver and kidneys in detoxifying your body from the chemicals in the environment, in your food, and even in the products that you put on your body. Okay, so Marnie, doesn't our liver automatically do that for us, and even our pancreas and other organs in our body? I mean, isn't that how we were designed? Why do we need to do a detox? Yeah, and it's and actually, like, yes, your liver and your pancreas, they, they do do all that. But the problem is your ex- our bodies are exposed over time to so many more chemicals than our bodies were designed for, right? right. So we, it's almost like an overflow. And our, our liver just can't process this. They can't process so many of these chemicals. Right. And it's a buildup over time. So I feel like even if you've been eating really well for the last year, you know, think about what you've been eating for the last 20, 30, 40 years of your life. I know for myself, you know, growing up on a lot of processed food and eating a lot of sugar, that there's just like, right, you said this overflow almost. Right. And it's and it's really, the detox is really to kind of give your body a reset. So it it removes, you know, quite a few foods and there is a small fasting component to it and it and it's giving your body a reset, a jump start for the new year um or quarter. Yes. Because Stephanie and I both like to do these quarterly and I have noticed a difference in my health doing them quarterly. I almost you know, it's like I look forward to doing the detox. Right. And then by the end of the detox, I'm not gonna lie, I can't wait until it's over. Yes. And then by the time it's time for the next one, I'm like ready for it again. So it's interesting. And part of it is just too, like it takes away the mindfulness or the mindlessness that so many of us, you know, kind of have when it comes to eating. And I think around the holidays, we tend to do more of the social, emotional eating, which is why doing this detox in January, I think is just a really great idea. So we will be talking a little bit more of this. If you want to join us on this community detox, like I said, it's seven-day functional medicine liver detox. It'll start January 13th. There is sign-up information that we'll include in the show notes. You can also hop on to our website at www.theartoflivingwell.us for more information and to sign up. And the beauty of starting with us on January 13th is that we're going to have a whole community and it's nice to participate in the group setting and just have that support. And you basically have access to Marnie and I seven days a week, you know. Through the whole detox. Through the whole detox for questions and if you, um, just what do I eat? We're going to have a recipe book so you have all detox-friendly recipes at your fingertips and plenty of time to go to the grocery store in advance and all that good stuff, so. Um, I think as we wrap up, you know, we mentioned goal setting a little bit and some things that you and I want to do, but what should our, you know, listeners kind of take away from this as it relates to goals? We have a new decade here, so a lot of people are making a big deal about goal setting for 2020. For me, you know, I used to like be like, oh, what are my New Year's resolutions? And I'd write them down and then I'd maybe look at them again, maybe not look at them again, forget about them, maybe in you know, October of that year, be like, oh, wait, didn't I have some New Year's resolutions? But in the last few years, I've really been trying to write down goals. And um, this year, I'm actually just going to do my goals quarterly. So I've been reading this book, The 12 
week year. You told me about this. I need to and it's really, it makes sense. So the 12 week year in a nutshell is really about focusing on your goals quarterly. And obviously it goes into a lot more detail than that. But so I'm going to write down my first quarter goals and I feel like it's going to be a lot more achievable kind of doing it that way. And these aren't just professional goals. These are like personal goals, professional goals, you know, maybe my health goals, my friendship goals, or so, you know, whatever it is, financial goals. Yes. And then in addition to that, I'm going to kind of have my longer term desires, you know, like in the next couple years, I want to do X, Y, and Z. Right. And I'm going to put put them in a place where I'm going to see them every single day so that um, they're in my mind. Because when it's in your mind, it's in your body, you're more, li- will, you're more likely to act on it, right? Exactly. And I think visually, a lot of people are visual yes. as far as learning yep. and kind of gets to the vision board concept. But just having that so that you can see it every day, not even like buried in your phone on the note, but like right. actually like on in paper your or in your face. Yes. I love that idea. Maybe we should come up with a template and then we can share it with everyone. Oh, that's a great idea. And the, <laughs> the only other thing I want to say is not only do you have your goals, you know, for the next 12 weeks, but how are you going to achieve them? So you're you're writing down your goal and then you're actually giving yourself the strategies of how you're going to achieve them. And if you don't know the answer to that, like if you have a goal and you're like, wow, I don't know how I'm going to achieve this goal, then you're going to write down ways I'm going to figure out how I'm going to achieve the goal. Exactly. So you're you're giving yourself specific tasks so you can actually meet your goals. Right. Well, the SMART goals, that whole acronym. Right. Right. Exactly. Make them very specific. Make sure they're measurable, they're, they're timely, all that good stuff. So that's great. Um, it would be great for all of you listeners to take, you know, 30 minutes of your time and write down your goals for the next 12 weeks and then the strategies that you'll use to implement them. Yep. Right? And drop us a note. You know, you can drop us a note to reach out to Marnie and I if you do have some goals that you don't know how to achieve them or resources, right? There's always the Google search bar, but sometimes it's nice to have recommendations if you're looking for Right, specific person or practitioner, if you will. And Stephanie, you mentioned to me before um, earlier today something about how you do like a family meeting to discuss your goals. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? Yes. Well, last year we did two things. So my husband and I went to lunch together right around New Year's. We were out of town at my mother-in-law's. And we had a discussion about, one, what we want to achieve as a family. And maybe it was just places we wanted to travel or things we wanted to do or behaviors that we want to change at home to create our environment that much more enjoyable for everyone and less stressful. And then we individually talked about our work and what we wanted to do together with our relationship. And it was really, really nice. So I'm excited to do that again. And I'm hoping to do it when we're in Florida because nice weather. (laughs) I think that sounds like a fantastic idea and what family, couple, whatever, relationship, like who couldn't use that? Exactly. And then we did vision boards for the first time with my family. Uh huh. And we do actually have, most of them are up in our mudroom. And the kids, it was the first time they had done it. So I'm hoping to even expand on it this year and they'll get a little bit more into it. But we just threw out a bunch of magazines on the table. 
and we went to work and it really was only about an hour. It doesn't need to take that long. It was cool. So we we also did that as a family and it was fun. Like yeah. we it was actually like an art project yes. and it's like you get back to your You can be creative. Yes. So I love that. There's like no rules, you know, you just do whatever you want. It's like, I forget how much I love collaging and all that stuff until you like dig in. (laughs) Right. And so it's good to have paper magazines. There's a reason why we don't have to read everything just on our devices. Anyway, um, so as we wrap up, take, like I said, take 30 minutes to write down your goals and your strategies to achieve them Mm -hmm. and drop us a line. Tag us at the Art of Living Well podcast. And if there are any health and wellness trends that we didn't talk about, but that you've heard about. Or you want to know more about. Shoot us a note because it can be a topic for a future episode. And Happy New Year. Wishing all of you a happy, healthy 2020 and a wonderful day. I am so ready for our liver detox and group coaching program to start on January 13th. Oh, I'm right there with you, Marnie. This holiday season has been so much fun, but come January, I know my liver needs a break and I'm ready to just remove a lot of the toxins that um, that are in our body. And I've been consuming a, a few more of them lately. Totally. And coming home from vacation and just starting out the new year where you give your system a break to reduce inflammation and improve your digestion. It's a seven-day liver detox. There's... Um, support and accountability. We're going to have an amazing group um, and you'll get full access to Marnie and myself on a daily basis. You also get recipes that are liver detox friendly and easy and delicious to make for you and your family. We would love to have you join our community. We're going to be offering two different programs. The first one is the seven day functional medicine liver detox. And this year we're including a five-week add-on option called Nourish to Flourish in the New Decade. And we're doing that because we've heard from a lot of our clients that they um, are feeling like it's really hard to just jump back into life after the seven-day detox, right? They want more. Exactly. So So they feel so great, but then they're trying to figure out how to incorporate some of the new habits that they learned into everyday life. And we can also work with you through adding back additional foods that you had eliminated over the seven days, help you navigate with that. We're going to offer weekly live video sessions. There's going to be private daily support for this community. And we're going to be covering topics, you know, mindset related, sleep, stress, and anxiety, and a whole host of other topics that um, will really help you dive in and hone in on maybe why you're making certain choices or, you know, a lot of us with the mindless eating, we want to really dive in and focus on getting to the root of some of our behaviors. And then empower you to shift your mindset so you can really start to incorporate these habits into your daily life. Exactly. So if you want to sign up, we'd love to have you join this amazing community. Go on over to theartoflivingwell.us backslash programs and you can get a lot of more detailed information. And certainly reach out to us if you have any questions. And we'd love to have you as part of our community. Happy New Year. Thank you so much for listening to the Art of Living Well podcast. We are so grateful that you joined us today. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend or anyone else you think may benefit from this information. We'd love for you to subscribe to our podcast, leave us a review, and tag the Art of Living Well podcast on social media. 
If you want more inspiration in between episodes, you can find us on social media at theartofliving underscore well on Instagram and Facebook, where we will share snippets from our daily lives and our journey to living well. Thank you.